630 Chad presents The Elks This Week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game from the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Hey, good evening, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Elks This Week. A different feel to it this week because the Elks, for the first time this season, are coming off a win as we do the show. Uh, 24-10, the Elks win in Hamilton on Thursday night. They get their first win of the season to go to 1-9 and and have, believe it or not, have got themselves now into the playoff race in the Canadian Football League. We'll talk about uh, that a little bit more later on tonight. We'll also head to Ottawa and check in with A.J. Jakubik, the play-by-play voice of the Ottawa Red Blacks later on in the show. But uh, we're going to get right to it tonight with our first guest because we have a limited time with Trey Ford so we're going to make the best of it and we welcome in the Elks quarterback now to the show. Hey Troy, th- uh, Trey, thanks for doing this. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm uh, good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Trey Ford, Elks quarterback, joining us on the Elks uh, this week. How's the last few days been? I mean, a different feeling I imagine around you and your teammates uh, coming home from Hamilton on uh, on Thursday night and uh, coming off of a win. It just, I imagine, changes everybody's perspective a little bit. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a, it's been a kind of a weird week too, obviously coming off the win. And then, uh, we actually have a long, a long week this week. Like we don't have a game for 10 days. So, uh, we've definitely had, uh, some time to recover a couple of rest days. Um, haven't really, you know, been mandatory to go to the facility, but been in there watching film and stuff, get, obviously trying to game plan for the game coming up this week. But, um, yeah, a long week. So nothing crazy has happened so far this week at all. Uh, Thursday night in Hamilton, probably the best uh, all-round performance by the football team. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I thought I thought um, I thought we played uh, extremely well. I thought the defense stepped up when they needed to. Uh, I thought offensively we played super well. I thought the O-line played really well. I thought we stalled a little bit in the third quarter offensively. I think we had two two and outs, uh, so that wasn't uh, that wasn't ideal there. But um, looking at like the total. The total game is in a total. I felt like we did do pretty well. Uh, I thought we moved the ball pretty well. I thought receivers made some great plays. Obviously, I thought Kevin Brown played good. Uh, but you know, I thought it was a really high execution performance, most for sure. You mentioned stalling in the third quarter a little bit. That's been an issue all season long. Uh, if that game was games earlier in the year, you wouldn't have been able to get it back. But you were able to reel the game back in on Thursday night. Did something happen differently? Uh, why were you guys able to, to kind of get the game back under control? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a complete answer for that. I mean, if, if we did, I don't think we would uh, be stalling when we come out at halftime anymore. Uh, I don't think the, the rain delay helped. Um, but no, I just thought, uh, you know, uh, I felt like our team just came together a little bit more, um, especially offensively. I think we got picked up a little bit off the defensive energy because I thought the defense came out and played well in the second half. And we were kind of slow to start, but the defense still came out uh, and, you know, got Hamilton off the field multiple times. And I think that gave us a little bit of spark offensively. You guys played pretty well to start the game against Winnipeg the week before. How much was that game and the way you played, especially early, a building block for what we saw Thursday night? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a building block in the sense that that game really let us know that we can play with anybody. Because I, I, I truly believe Winnipeg is probably still the number one team in the league right now. I mean, they have a great roster over there, great coaching. Uh, in every aspect of the game, and the fact that we were able to go out there and compete with them as an 0-9 team, I think that was uh, a real shock for a lot of people across the league, and I think it was good for our locker room so a lot of our guys can see that we can compete with those higher-ranked teams. We just have to go play four quarters, and, uh, you know, it's just 
picks up the morale knowing that we still have a chance to get into the playoffs. Elks quarterback Trey Ford joining us on the Elks this week tonight on 630. Uh, Trey, against Winnipeg, you had uh, 189 yards uh, in the air, 50 yards on the ground, uh, touchdown in both. Uh, Against Hamilton, 174 yards in the air, 60 yards on the ground. You threw a couple of touchdowns in that game. Assess your performance in your mind over those uh, two starts when you finally got a a chance to play. Um, Yeah, I I thought I did decently well managing the game uh, in both scenarios. Uh, I thought that our, our run game helped. I thought I was able to extend some drives with my legs. I mean, I know 189 passing yards or 170, whatever it was, is not a super impressive number. But um, I feel like, you know, you go look at the completion percentage and how we moved the ball and just how consistent we were compared to the rest of the year. I definitely thought that our offense performed better and we executed at a higher level. And I thought I definitely helped a little bit as a quarterback, you know, getting the ball out fast, being decisive, and uh, just letting our playmakers make some plays. And that completion percentage you speak about is uh, 73.5, which is uh, very impressive through two starts. I want to ask you about the offense. And we, everyone wondered when they made the change at quarterback and at OC how different the offense would look. I'm going to point to three plays from uh, from the game on uh, on Thursday. Uh, the A.C. Leonard catch, which was a great play and was executed perfectly. And then those two third down plays. You didn't connect on them, but you were third and three in the first, ha- uh, first half. I think it was the first series. And you threw it to the end zone almost to Geno Lewis and it kind of went through his hands. And then you were third and five, I believe, in the second half. I think it was the first series as well. And you, and you yeah. threw it downfield to, to Dylan Mitchell. And he had it in his hands, was kind of got surrounded, wasn't able to squeeze it. That's a couple of uh, three plays there that we hadn't seen and maybe we were surprised to see him. Is that part of the change we've seen in the offense? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that we're, we're executing at a higher level now. So I feel like that gives, obviously... Jones and J-Jack and just our team more confidence to be aggressive with the offense. Um, like I, They truly believe in us that we're going to get those five yards. I mean, I know we're technically 0 for 2 on it, but I mean, the, the confidence is definitely still there with our coaching staff and players to go for it because we know we can convert on those third downs for sure. Excellent. You got a few days off, as you mentioned. It's a long week. You got some rest time. You got some extra practice time uh, this week. You're going into a pretty big game. Address the Ottawa uh, game a little bit. Um, they've got three wins. They're one of the two teams you're going to have to catch if you want to make the playoffs. The other one is Calgary. You got two games with Calgary after Ottawa. This is going to be a big three weeks for the 2023 Edmonton Elks, isn't it? Oh yeah, 100. percent I mean, I'm all, yeah, we're just focused on Ottawa right now. I mean, the, the most important game is just the next game right at the end of the week so we're just we're locked in for this week I mean obviously everybody in the locker room is hoping for playoffs that's the goal to go playoffs and then you know go win a championship but we're in a spot where we really have to just take it week by week because regardless if other teams lose and things start falling in our scenario like that stuff doesn't matter if we're not winning so we got to take care of what we can control and hopefully all those factors fall in order for us to get to the playoffs. Uh, last one for you, Trey, then we'll let you go. How's the body feeling after two starts? You went, uh, you went uh, what, eight or nine weeks without playing a game and being on the sidelines or not dressed. Uh, you were practicing, of course, all through that. But, but how does the body feel after taking the, the hits and the pounding for a couple of games? Uh, yeah, no, it was definitely, uh, definitely a little bit more sore this week. Uh, I felt like I did take a couple more shots. But, I mean, it was nothing crazy. I mean, it's, honestly, it's kind, of, uh, it's kind of fun. It's good to you know, be back and be a little bit sore after a game just because, you know, I'm out there playing, so it's obviously a lot more fun, and it definitely 
definitely would take, you know, the soreness and being able to play rather than being perfectly healthy and watching from the sidelines. So. Absolutely. All right, Trey, I know you got other commitments tonight. Uh, we can't keep you too long. appreciate your time, and uh, we'll see you at practice later this week. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. See you later. All right, uh, that is a Trey Ford Elks quarterback. As I mentioned, the numbers aren't spectacular, but the offense seems so much better, so much more in control, so much more confident in the way they play with Trey Ford there. 189 yards uh, passing, 174 yards passing in the two games he's played. Throw in another 50 and 60 yards rushing, as I mentioned. But he's getting touchdowns. Three touchdown passes, one touchdown on the ground. Uh, got some help. You know, he win a big game from the defense with a touchdown as well. So uh, things are looking better. I think maybe the most important thing, uh, which we saw especially improving from his first game to his second game, from the Winnipeg game to the Hamilton game, is turnovers. Uh, they fumbled the ball once against Winnipeg. That was costly. They turned the ball over once on an interception. That was costly as well. The only turnovers that we saw in the game in Hamilton was those two third down plays, and those were inches away from being touchdowns and not turnovers. So I really like the way the team has played, where the offense has really rallied around Trey Ford and the changes that they've made. And, and again, Jerry's Jackson calling the plays just seems to have a different feel to it. So we'll see what they do uh, moving ahead to, uh, to play the Ottawa Red Blacks coming up on Sunday. Uh, let's now, as we go to break, when we come back, we'll talk with A.J. Jakubik in Ottawa about uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks and their performance. Man, that's a heartbreaker for them. Isn't it nice to see another team lose a heartbreaker for a change? Uh, we'll talk to A.J. Jakubik and get caught up on what's going on with the Red Blacks. But first, before that, I'll look back to some of Trey Ford's work Thursday night in Hamilton. Now, more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Elks on a one-game win streak. They haven't won two in a row since Labor Day in 2010 when they beat the Stampeders in Calgary. Uh, that's been uh, far too long to win two in a row for the Elks. They'll try and do that Sunday when they play host to the Ottawa Red Blacks Commonwealth Stadium. Five o'clock start, 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Chad, just a reminder, if uh, the Elks today made an announcement for evacuees who are in Edmonton uh, who have been displaced from their homes in the Northwest Territory due to the fires that are taking place there, They'll, the Elks will give them an opportunity to just get away from everything for a while. Maybe uh, clear your head and stop thinking about all the stuff that's going on in your mind right now. Uh, evacuees in Edmonton have been offered free tickets to the game on Sunday for the Elks and the Red Blacks. All you have to do is head to the ticket office with the wristband you get uh, when you check in at the evacuation center here or with your Northwest Territories driver's license. So free tickets for those who have been displaced from their homes in the Northwest Territories and are now setting up shop in Edmonton. What a horrible situation that is and we certainly wish the best to everybody there out and out in BC too where the fires keep raging and have uh, also uh, sent a lot of people from their homes as well. Uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks will be here on Sunday and uh, calling the game on TSN Radio in Ottawa will be AJ Jakubik who uh, joined us down the phone from Ottawa. Hey AJ how you doing? Doing well, Morley. Looking forward to uh, 10 days in the, in the hometown uh, starting on Wednesday. So it should be a pretty good uh, week and a half with the football right in the middle of it. Nice. 10 days coming home. Going to get some home cooking, eh? Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, get to see my uh, parents, friends, family, and uh, yeah, no complaints. It's all going to be uh, fantastic. Uh, usually I get back for at least a week or two every year, but last year was only uh, two or three days because I I took off for a month to go to the World Cup. So uh, this year, definitely uh, excited to spend a little bit more time back home. 
Nice, excellent. Uh, all right, AJ, tell me about this. This uh, well, let's go to Saturday's game. How how heartbreaking is that game? I mean, that's got to be kind of soul crushing the way they played, the way it finished. I mean, they had the the what was it seventeen to three, I think, in the first half at one point, and they had a, a two score lead, a two touchdown lead late in the fourth quarter, and ended up somehow letting it slip away against the Montreal Alouettes. What's been the reaction in Ottawa from that game? Well, a lot of frustration uh, amongst the fan base, and I'm sure a lot of frustration, uh, you know, with the Red Blacks, whether it's management, coaching, players, whatever. And and for me, uh, I, I felt this was a crucial three-game stretch uh, with Montreal at home in Edmonton, and then uh, after a bye week, they host Hamilton after that. And I felt that this team needed to win two games. And when you're up 24-10 with, six minutes to go you've got to finish and and now it feels like not a lot of margin for error with uh, the Elks playing their best football of the season and, and desperate to, to end that home losing streak and, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see how it goes but uh, you know the good the good news for all these teams including Edmonton is that no one seems to want to run away with uh, the last playoff spot Saskatchewan certainly took a big step in showing that maybe they're in that group of five with uh, the likes of Montreal, Winnipeg, Toronto, and BC. But you know, with uh, Ottawa, Hamilton, and Calgary all on three wins and, and Edmonton on one, you know at least one of those teams is making it. And, and you know, what a crucial stretch for the Elks as well with, yeah. uh, of course, the two games against Calgary right after Ottawa. So I, I think we'll have a better indication of who could be in the mix uh, for a playoff spot in three weeks if someone – goes on a run, whether it's Edmonton, Calgary, Ottawa, whoever, or we could be in this weird spot where, you know, maybe six wins makes the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> beauty of the CFL, I guess. Yeah, it's happened before, uh, for sure. You mentioned a big stretch for Ottawa. Same thing for the Elks, as you say. I mean, they started with the win in Hamilton last week, then it's Ottawa this week, and then they got the two with Calgary. So they're playing the teams they have to catch if they're going to make the playoffs. So they you know, they don't have it in their own control, but at least they're going to give themselves an opportunity to, to try and make a race out of this, which is uh, going to be interesting. So it, uh, it could set up a pretty good finish, bit of a turtle derby, but it could set up a pretty good finish between uh, these teams as we as we go down the stretch. And if they're playing each other, it's, it's, that's even better it'll make it even more exciting yeah for sure and you know i'm just looking forward to seeing what these two teams show this week and i I think the the one thing you see with both trey ford and dustin crumb because it's been it's been a rough few seasons for both of these football teams who have had uh you know brutal run and, and some brutal uh brutal games at home i mean ottawa you thought maybe worked their way out of that funk with uh, the dramatic win against Winnipeg, and of course uh, they ended up beating Edmonton earlier this year as well. But uh, they've lost 15 in a row at home against Eastern opponents, and that was eight straight at home against a, a Montreal team that, quite frankly, the last few years has been, you know, okay, but they haven't been exactly world beaters. It's not like losing eight in a row at home to the Bombers or anything. So it, it's uh, <laughs> you know a frustrating fan base uh, r- right here in Ottawa right now are a frustrated fan base. I'm sure uh, no different in, in Edmonton because it feels like it's a step forward and two steps back. It feels a little bit like whack-a-mole too because for three years, this Red Blocks team just had woeful offensive production. And it looks like they've taken a step in that regard. They're middle of the pack and a lot of offensive stats uh, around the league. And, and certainly Dustin Crum has given this group hope. But at the same time, now... 
it feels like the defense is slipping, and in particular the, the secondary. And, and I know they've had some injuries, and, and that certainly doesn't help. With uh, three different boundary corners down, Akeem Bailey, Money Hunter hasn't played a game this year as he tore his pack at training camp. And then Brandon Dandridge, who uh, I think was probably a defensive player of the year candidate, three pick sixes uh, of his four interceptions. And then he goes down as well. Now, we'll, we'll wait and see what Wednesday brings. And if he's back at practice, he's off the six-game injured list. But the reality is the secondary the last few weeks has been heading in the wrong direction. And, and you can't just blame the injuries because they just played a Montreal team that had a ton of injuries in the secondary, was also without their starting quarterback, also had some key injuries at the receiver position. So um, you, you can't just blame that. You, you have to in the end look in the mirror and and see what you can do better so we'll see what type of response ottawa brings this week but i I think long term there is hope uh because of dustin crumb and tyree adams and hopefully uh we we see some of that hope in edmonton as well with uh trey ford certainly looking uh, uh like a promising young quarterback the last couple of weeks Tell me about Crum. Uh, we've got a couple minutes left here on the show. Uh, is is he the real deal, or is he is he just a guy who could run really well? I mean, he's got 450 yards and six starts, uh, eighth in running in the CFL, first among quarterbacks. Uh, is he a quarterback, or is he just a runner? I think he's uh, really progressed well. And, and some people thought that maybe this was a step back this week, but he's been taking a lot of hits, and that's the progress. That, mm-hmm. You know, when, when you run as much as he has, um, you're you're going to take some shots, and and I think it's caught up to him. I think the the bye week uh, will will certainly help in that regard. But there's no doubt he, his body has taken a beating the last few weeks. But we've seen like he, he's completing over 70 percent of his passes, really limited his turnovers in recent weeks. Uh, you'd love to see them stretch the field a little bit more, but I think in the Toronto game he showed that when they asked him to stretch the field that they did that. So. Uh, a lot to like, high pedigree, one Mac player of the year, same conference. Played against Nathan Rourke a couple of times, same conference with him, and uh, had uh, uh, a couple of great seasons there at, at Kent State, where they won their only bowl game in 103 years of football. So there, there's a lot to like there, but you know when you're dealing with a young quarterback, you're going to get some ups and downs, and certainly we've seen that the last few weeks. All right, AJ, appreciate your time tonight. Look forward to seeing you on the weekend. Look forward to it, Morley. Take care. Uh, all right, AJ Jackie Bick, the voice of the Ottawa Red Blacks in Ottawa. Our thanks to AJ, our thanks to Trey Ford, and our thanks to Kellen Kennedy, the studio producer for the show tonight. 5 o'clock Sunday, the Elks and the Ottawa Red Blacks. I'll see you tomorrow morning on This Morning on 630 Chat.